0: Hi, welcome to another episode of the podcast. So excited to have you for today's episode. So today's episode is all about limiting beliefs, how much they can hold us back if we allow them to, and how we can reprogram those thoughts and beliefs in our life. I don't know about you, but. I definitely was raised with a lot of beliefs and thoughts that had nothing to do with who I am personally, and it took a long time to figure that out. And once I realized that I could change my thoughts, I could change my beliefs into things that resonated with me on a personal level, it was life-changing. So this episode is all about that, the steps that you need to take to change those thoughts, to break those cycles, to take back your personal power. That's what today's episode's about. So excited to have you aboard, and let's dive in. Hi, happy release Friday, Sophie Catherine here for another episode of the Changing the Narrative podcast. So it's currently 418am in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I could not sleep. I don't know what was going on. I woke up at 3am wide awake and was like, well, I might as well get up and record an episode of the podcast on limiting beliefs. I mean, why not? Right? So here we are. So been thinking a lot this week about limiting beliefs and how much they hold us back, and this has really come to the forefront of my mind as I have recently started um, hypnotherapy sessions, which has been uh, really interesting. I was nervous all day Monday because um, I was going to have my first session, and uh, my hypnotherapist let me pick a really cool place. He's like, "Pick wherever you feel comfortable." So I picked the beach near me that I see swim at. It's just a very cathartic area, great energy, and. I was all keyed up. I was like, okay, I'm getting hypnotized today. You know, I'm like kind of nervous about it. And we went through an hour and didn't even, I didn't even get hypnotized. Um, and it's interesting because I realized in that session, cause it was kind of more of a prep session getting ready for the actual hypnosis. Um, how many belief systems that I have carried throughout my life that weren't actually my own. Um, and I think it's so easy when we're raised in certain environments. Um, around certain people to adopt their belief system and I know I've talked about this before with manifestation and visualization but I really wanted to hone in on limiting beliefs today on the episode that I'm recording. So as I was prepping for this hypnosis, uh, my hypnotherapist Tom was asking me to kind of go back in time and think about situations and um, kind of see my life through timelines and um, So we started with a lot of like visualization. And as I kind of envisioned my past as my childhood, I I felt a lot of blockage and I'm someone who has been in therapy for years and I've always really been very focused on moving forward from my past, letting things go and not letting them hold me back. So I started thinking about all the belief systems that I was raised with. Not that I haven't before, but I guess it was just more of like prominent, you know, and I've always wanted to surround myself by people and with people that inspire me and challenge me to be my best self. And growing up the way that I did, you know, I was surrounded by a lot of disempowered women who had a lot of belief systems on things that did not resonate with me, even from a young age. And I could say it was the cult. I could say it was a lot of things, Um, but it was honestly just a lot of belief systems around I can't do enough. This is the life I have. You just get through it. Even if your life sucks, you know, you just put the, what is it? The nose to the grindstone. I don't know that typical, that term. I can't come up with it. It's probably because it's four in the morning. Um, But it was just like, you just get through life, you know? You're lucky if you're semi-happy. Happiness wasn't even an equation. It wasn't even like, being successful wasn't even a thought. It was like, well, life's fucked you're here just get through it and I was like yeah I I don't necessarily know if I agree with that um kind of want to have a magical life and I think that's possible so let's like let's like uh, reassess that but like what's a limiting belief right okay so I wrote down a couple examples cuz I was thinking okay like what are some limiting beliefs and one came to mind is I am a victim of my circumstance another limiting belief could be life happens to me obstacles hold me back. Another one is I live in scarcity and there's never enough. Growing up, um, my father was always very paranoid about money. Um, there was always this feeling of lack, like everything could fall out from underneath us. And I took that into my first marriage and we just lived in a poverty mindset. Um, he was raised kind of in a poverty mindset as well. We, we, I think about our first year of marriage. I mean, my car our car broke down all the time and we were always scraping for money everything felt like a struggle i just lived like oh my god like if we can just get through the week you know but it was my mindset my mindset was you know i am lacking whether we know it or not we are adopting the belief systems of the people around us and it's just natural to do that because it's what you're surrounded with and you know it just becomes us like we form our belief systems around what we know and depending on your background some i talked to some people that had the most magical childhood and they had you know a great relationship with their partner and life just happened great for them and i and honestly there's never any jealousy for me when i hear those stories i'm honestly like great they incarnated and have it, had a fantastic experience but what i also notice with those people is they're like oh man, like I wish I was more interesting. I wish I was more, let's just be honest here. Trauma makes you interesting, okay? Trauma makes you uh, a, a, a colorful individual. <laughs> let's just put it that way. So I don't resent my trauma. And I also don't get jealous of people that have had really great lives. It That's taken me a long time to get there because there were people I would meet and I'd be like, well, fuck you. Like, gra- glad you had like functional humans that raised you. Glad you had like, you know, a really great experience in life and you know it did come from a place of jealousy but i think when we're healing and we're in that place you know we we tend to see things in a different way so it's taken me a while to get here but i really do celebrate that for people because i think that's fantastic but i also believe that i have a mission here and i have things that i'm supposed to do so that trauma just kind of you know pushed me in the right direction so we're also going to talk I also apologize in advance if you hear a weird humming noise. It's the stupid mini fridge in my hotel room. If you know, you know, okay. All right. So now we're going to talk about empowering beliefs. So we talked about limiting beliefs. Like I gave you some general examples. So empowering beliefs would be the opposite (laughs) of the limiting beliefs. So I create my own reality. Life happens for me, not to me. Obstacles help me grow. I know this sounds cheesy, but just bear with me. If it were easy, everyone would be doing it. That one, I think, is like the biggest one for me because it's so true. How many people want the easy way out, right? They they see your relationship. Like people look at me and Matt and they're like, oh my God, you know, he's so nice. He's so good to you. I'm thinking I put up with 10 years of fuckery to get where I'm at now, to know what I would never settle for again. You can never look at someone and just assume that it's just been roses and candy cane lane, you know, peacock umbrella unicorn times. It's just, you know, you have to like realize that everyone's coming from a different place, you know? But if you want to live your best life, if you want to have peace and less anxiety, then you have to work on reprogramming the thoughts that you have because it's so important when I lived in that mindset that I was never going to have enough money, that we were always going to be struggling, um, I wasn't able to show up. I wasn't able to realize, you know, I was stuck in this mental space that was so limiting. And, you know, honestly as well, like when I talk about church mentality, I mean, that was kind of the way too, you know, like you just kind of settled for this life that maybe didn't resonate with you. And I remember one of the first times, like I saw... Um there was this couple, I think I've talked about them before when we when me and my ex were on the West Coast, they were working at that church plant. Um, I remember thinking, wow, like they have a nice house, like they're happy, they travel, they vacation, and they're in ministry. And I was honestly inspired because I hadn't really seen that in church. I'd only kind of seen lack. I've always seen kind of like you know, disempowered women, and so there was a side of church I was starting to see that I was like, oh, okay, like, this is different than what I've seen. That's kind of friggin' cool, you know? So, I don't know if any of you have ever read The Four Agreements, and I know I've brought this up many times in the podcast, but the four agreements are, um, the first one is be impeccable with your word. The second one is don't take anything personally. The third agreement is don't make assumptions, and the fourth is always do your best. That book, honestly, really started to reprogram my mind because I realized the agreements that I had in my life were not my own. And I could make new agreements. I always was someone who struggled with feeling like people weren't thinking I was doing enough. Like I always felt like I was coming from a place of like trying to prove myself. And when I read the fourth agreement, always do your best. I was like, Oh my God, because I am doing my best. So if someone doesn't see that as my best, that's on them because I can't do more than I'm doing and don't make assumptions right like don't assume you know something you know that book i highly recommend it if you are looking to change the way you view how you see things um because whether we know it or not what we surround ourselves with even into adulthood does create a reality it creates our belief system and we all do this right You hang out with someone for you know an extended period of time. You start to mimic their behaviors. We are mirrors. We are creatures of habit. Um, And as I've been making changes in my life, I've realized like, wow, like you know, you are your environment. You are who you choose to surround yourself with. It's super apparent. I read a quote this week by John Osarif, and it says. Your beliefs can become powerful stories and anchors that inspire you instead of keeping you stuck in the status quo. It's so true, you know? I think about the belief systems that I was raised with and the and the how much they limited me. You know, the thought that I would go to hell if I left the cult, um, the thought that I would be condemned if I left my marriage. Um, these were all limiting beliefs, you know? I. I didn't think it was possible to get divorced. I didn't think it was possible to walk away from that relationship because I believed that. All right, so this is all well and good, Sophie. You know, how do I change my thoughts? (laughs) It starts with you. When you realize how powerful your thoughts are and how they can affect everything in your life, you really start to become aware. And I think about Alan Watts and he, he talks about how do you get to higher levels of consciousness? You become aware of your thoughts, you know? Um, You become very in tune with them. And I think during the day, like I I started to realize like, you know, if an emotion hit me or something happened, I would take a step back and be like, okay, why am I feeling this way right now? Instead of just jumping on that emotion and riding that train out, I would take the time to just kind of be like, okay, like this triggered me because of this and this and that. And it's okay. I can choose a different response. Um, And that's hard to do, but it's possible. It's completely possible. And also just like, taking a step back and reevaluating all the things that you believe about everything like where did those beliefs come from like are these my beliefs or these my parents beliefs for this is this my friend's belief and I've noticed that as I've started to make shifts in my life how important environment is and I know I had brought that up earlier but it's so true I'll give you a hypothetical I never really drank before I became a flight attendant. It was just not, I mean, maybe once a week or if I hung out with a friend, um, but it was not the behavior that it it, it became over time. And I I heard, a, I heard someone say something on a podcast recently. Um, he was like, we normalize things that aren't normal. Like, just because it's an accepted way of being does not mean that it's healthy or normal. Um, so I started to realize when I became a flight attendant, like people binge drank like crazy. And, you know, initially I was like, holy shit, this is wild. Like I've never seen people drink this much, like, you know, cruise on layovers. And we would just and then eventually I was like, oh, and they're like, everyone does it, you know, like you just you know, we just you know, we just drink like friggin fish. Um, and then I adopted that. And so then I realized, like, when I would go into, like, hanging out with people, I, I would drink a lot and, you know, And it just became normalized. But that's not normal behavior, that's really unhealthy behavior. And recently um, I've been really challenging myself to go to social events and not drink or do things differently. And my boyfriend and I went to a bar crawl a couple weekends ago and we didn't drink. And it is so (laughs) eye-opening to be the sober person. And it wasn't even that these people were like going ham or crazy or anything like that. I just realized how much more I drink than everybody else. Have you ever had that moment where you're like, oh shit, like that person had one, I would have had three. You become really aware of that. and But until you pull back from what you've normalized in your life, you're not gonna see that. And it used to be, you know, years ago, you know, when I first started drinking very heavily. Um, if I hung out with someone that didn't drink, it made me extremely uncomfortable. I felt really um, aware of my drinking, I felt very, um, uh, I guess judged, even though they weren't judging me, I just became aware of it. And I think the tendency is to choose to be around people that validate our belief system, our way of being, um, even if it's unhealthy behaviors, because then that makes us feel okay about what we're doing, but what we're limiting ourselves because we don't want to just surround ourselves with people who act out our behavior, you know? And that's why I talk about limiting beliefs in your environment, your community and all that good stuff is because it does affect everything. I did not drink that way before I became a flight attendant. And then once I became a flight attendant, I normalized binge drinking, which is not normal. And, but that was because that was the culture I was around. I tell you what, you show up and you don't drink with a crew. You see things very differently. A few weekends ago, I was in LA and was working with someone I hadn't worked with in a long time. She's like, girl, we have to get a drink. And, you know, I'd made this commitment to myself that I wasn't going to drink. So I went down and I got a non-alcoholic beer and I sat with this crew and they were getting drinks and they were just, I felt, I felt like an alien. I was like, uh, and it wasn't because I'm like, oh, I'm better than these people. I'm not drinking. Because listen, I've been flat faced in San Jose, California, like laying by the pool completely out of it. Um, (laughs) You know, I've been that person stumbling to my room on many a layover, but I've, recently just become hyper aware of how much alcohol holds me back in my life um you see things differently i would have never done that before and you know when we shift outside of that narrative when we change the way we would normally do things it's really really eye-opening and it's hard it is not fun to be the sober person in a group of drinkers it isn't um i have a lot more compassion for people that don't drink when i do it because i'm like wow You know and it's still a work in progress and i'm finding my balance in life but you know these are the things i'm talking about you know like what you watch on tv like a hypothetical another one um the news you know you put the news on and your anxiety goes from zero to a hundred in like five seconds um maybe turn that news off take a second to realize like if you have an issue with fear and anxiety take a second to kind of like analyze, like, what am I consuming? Who am I talking to? What am I watching? You know, all of those things create our belief system. And it's really important to take a step back and be like, okay, like get in tune with yourself, you know, instead of just jumping to a conclusion or jumping on an emotion, take a step back and be like, why, what did I just do that created this belief in me? What did I just do that created this negative thought or emotion? And you become really acutely aware of your triggers. And that is that is huge. That's the biggest advice I can give. Like the power of our thoughts, the power of shifting our perspective and taking a step outside and realizing like these are all things that I can control. And when you have control of your mind, you have control of everything in your life. Our minds create you know, communities, our minds create energy fields. I mean, it's insane. You know, I recently, I always sage the cabin before every flight. Um, and if I don't, it's funny because crews have gotten used to that with me. Um, <laughs> people are like, I'm gonna put, your, put you in my bid to fly with you because it, it tends to be that the trips that I work go very smoothly. I bring my amethyst crystal, I bring my sage, um, and I just try to set the tone, you know, for the day and people will be like, I'm so relaxed. I don't know why. And it's gotten to the point now where like, if we have a rough flight, I'll have crew members be like, did you sage? And I'm like, shit, I forgot, <laughs> but it's true. Like energy is energy and you see it all the time. You know, people that are like hypochondriacs, they're sick all the time. You know, um, like people that are, I, I see it all the time with crews, like they create drama with the energy that they're putting out. Like drama just finds these people. And I've always tried to like, I, I started seeing that. I know the secret kind of brought it to light, but I was like, wow, like these thoughts, like if you go into your diet, okay, say you're always dealing with a negative coworker or you're always struggling at your job, You get up in the morning and the first thought is, oh shit, Like this person's gonna drive me crazy today, this is gonna happen. You're already creating that with your limited beliefs. And when you can master that, even if some of those things happen, they're not gonna be at the severity that they would have been before because you're not putting that energy field out there, you're not manifesting that for yourself. Limited beliefs, limiting beliefs will hold you back in every aspect Of your life. I read another quote this week because I've just been thinking so much about it. It's by Ruben Chavez and it says, the first step of change is to be aware of the limiting beliefs and stories you have about yourself, your circumstances, and the world around you. We have the ability to change our narrative. We have the ability to change our circumstance and it all starts with our mind and I was wrapped up in anxiety for most of my life I was stressed all the time I didn't know myself I could not sit with myself and once I realized like you know I can change that I can change the way I view things and a lot of that started with removing myself from environments that did not make sense for me anymore and that was my codependent relationship you know we had this huge trauma bond we would recreate our scenario over and over again with the trauma that both of, I, both of us had. And I have no animosity towards my ex-husband, um, but it was, it was like this loop of self-sabotage and we would just constantly share our trauma from childhood and it would just be like this loop that kept us stuck. And I thought, I gotta get out of this. I gotta get off this ride. Like this is, this can't be my narrative anymore. This can't be my story that I just sit in my trauma for the rest of my life and I never move forward. And that re- also required me walking away from a lot of friendships that I had at that point. You know, I had a lot of codependent friendships in my life and I started to realize that. And once I got divorced, I had no taste for those relationships anymore. Like I couldn't even stomach them because it felt so familiar to what I had been in for 10 years with my ex. Um, we choose people that reaffirm our belief system we tend to pick people if we have not healed our trauma and done the work um, that will create that reality for us because it's comfortable it's comfortable to stay in something that you're that you've normalized you know in your environment your upbringing you know Um, codependency was my status quo that was how I lived my life so being with someone that I was entirely Uh, responsible for in a way, because he was so um, childlike, it felt normal because I had been such an emotional support for my parents growing up. It felt very natural to move into that space. So when we don't heal ourselves, we don't change our thoughts, we don't know how to do that. We don't have the tools. We're going to pick out relationships, friendships as well that create that reality because it's comfortable. So the episode today really is about the steps that we can take to move forward. So if you're thinking today, okay, like I have this reoccurring thought, I don't know what to do about it. What are some realistic ways that I can start to reprogram those in my mind? Maybe find, think of a several thoughts that you have that are reoccurring and think about, you know, maybe take a second to reflect on what those are. Um, you know, evaluation is so important. and you know, maybe recalling some memories when I was doing my hypnotherapy this week, I was like, wow, like I started to really think back on a lot of the belief systems, you know, that I had that weren't mine. Um, super opening. And then the next step I would say is just maybe write those down, write down those beliefs that you have, um, that hold you back in your life. You know, I think writing things down really does help us kind of, I won't say compartmentalize, but in a way it does, because when you can physically see it, it really does kind of change how you view it. Um, And you can also write different categories, like, okay, you can have a category about what you believe about family or what you believe about money or what you believe about your career. And then just take a step back and kind of evaluate. And then I would say the next step is, you know, Maybe think about some things you avoid, some things that challenge you in your life because of these beliefs. Like maybe, maybe you have this belief that you could never be a great writer. Maybe you have this belief that you'll never be successful in your job. Maybe you have this belief that you'll never have enough money. Um, think about where those came from because they're probably not your beliefs at all. They're ones that we've adopted along the way. Um, And like I said, it could be your family, but it could just have been a, it could have been a professor in school or something. It could have been someone that talked in college and really made you believe something that was not yours. You know, lots of times we adopt beliefs that have nothing to do with who we are as individuals and they just hold us back. There is a way to overcome these things. And, you know, it's so challenging sometimes to identify what they are. And, You know, you may feel like I'll never reach my goals, but that's not true. You know, it's possible. It's possible to change those beliefs. It's possible to find a strategy, you know, that works for you. And everyone's different. Everyone's coming from a different place. Um, But maybe like, you know, you know, push yourself to take some risks, you know, maybe do something that you wouldn't normally do. Um, I'm a big fan of shaking things up, you know, maybe doing something that you wouldn't normally do. Because you start to, like maybe hanging out with someone you've avoided because they weren't like you. Like, "Mm, that person doesn't get a cocktail. They get a mocktail when they go to dinner. I don't really want to, no, go out and have that. You know, don't feel ashamed, though. If you want to have a dirty martini and they have their mocktail, do it, you know. But don't limit yourself. Don't choose to be around people that reaffirm your belief system, you know. Like, Like for me recently, too, you know, I've come out of the church. It's really not my vibe anymore. Um... You know, no animosity, love and light to the church, but I've kind of avoided Christians. Um, I'm like, yeah, I got nothing in common with you. Um, and that's not true. Like I'm finding as I'm doing the podcast and meeting new people. Um, I don't want to just be around people that, you know, I'm more liberal these days, more moderate. Um, but I can learn something from anybody. I can go out and talk about, you know, how why do you love Jesus? You know, tell me all about how much you love church and being on the worship team like I'm trying to hang out with people that I wouldn't normally hang out with just because I'm finding that I'm growing and I'm my beliefs are shifting and I'm realizing like you can't put people in a box you can't categorize people people are beautiful and their experience is unique to them and if we close that down and we don't open ourselves up you know it can really limit us in so many ways and it can if you don't challenge yourself to meet up with new people or do new things you're going to stay stuck in that belief system so i really think that's a really good way to kind of challenge your belief system and you know reassess a lot of things i would also like get creative and like you've written okay you've written down the limiting beliefs that you have uh, maybe write down some new beliefs that you could create for yourself like what would that look like i think it's so exciting when you realize you can change your reality you can create a new narrative for yourself it's really empowering and I, I mean for me personally i mean growing up so controlled and like this is how you're gonna live your life i was like holy shit, no that's actually not true i can choose that for myself and it was really 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 fucking freeing um and also i gotta tell you i i've always been a messy person and i still continue to be a messy person but your environment your environment creates your reality Maybe get organized. For me, it was moving out of the apartment that I was in after my divorce and moving with Matt into our new home. It has changed my life. I mean, I clean on Sundays now. I have a little Sunday routine where I clean my bathroom. I'm like, who am I? Who is she? But I get up. We wake up early now. We have coffee in the morning. We're like getting shit done. Matt is writing. He's an amazing writer, but he's like writing again. I'm like, wow, like this really makes a huge difference. So like freeing up your clutter, Um, Making sure you're more organized. Our environment really does affect us mentally. So that is another thing I would would hugely, hugely suggest. Um, And just know, like, whoever's listening to this, I hope this is resonating with you. I'm going to start wrapping things up. But these beliefs that you've been carrying around, you know, just know that they're not going to stick with you forever. You know, we're always changing. We're always growing. We're always evolving. And your beliefs can too. So thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope that this has been... You know, eye-opening for you. These are things I wish I had known years ago. Unfortunately, I didn't, <laughs> but I know them now. So I'm hope- I'm hoping to share my wisdom with you and all of the insight that I have because it has really changed my life and things look so different for me these days. Um, and yeah, it's there is a way to reprogram our minds and it starts with us. It starts with us taking those steps to change the way we view the world. And time out. I think that's the best thing. I'm going to end it saying this: take a timeout. You know, if you have something in your life, you're like, oh my God, this is replaying over and over and over again. Like, why do I keep doing this? Take a step back, analyze, think about it. You know, self-awareness goes a long way when we're really a self-aware and we're connected to why we're doing what we're doing. We can literally change our fucking life. Thank you so much. Go out and have a great weekend. Sophie Catherine for the Changing the Narrative podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day and meet me right back here next week for a new episode. thanks again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to connect with me on Instagram, you can find me at narrative underscore podcast. I'm also on TikTok, changingthenarrative underscore 111. If you want to reach out, connect with me, I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you want to give me a five-star rating or leave me a review, it really does help me reach a lot more people. And also if you hit that like or follow subscribe button, you'll get updates on when I release new episodes. Thanks for tuning in. Go out and have a great weekend.